Hello, this is your director speaking. If you are interested in other fine shows, perhaps dig a little deeper and consider Shadow of the Ball. You're listening to the Redemption Podcast. Proud member of the RPG Academy. This is Redemption, an actual play podcast set in the Star Wars role-playing game system. With Chris Burlew as the GM and also the droid R3A1. Wait, no, no, wait. You're not creatively distracting us. Emily Morgan as the mysterious Duros Isla Zarla. Are you going to leave us? Kendall Jung as the Twi'lek Jedi Knight Karel. If Isla decided to attack you, would you let it happen? And Michael Waldschlager II as the Duros pilot Tazi. So wait, we weren't talking about fighting. Episode 405, Time for Change. On the way to Tula, the crew have some time to reflect and discuss everything that has happened to them over the past month. Hyperspace trips are usually quite uneventful, but dealing with secrets and emotions can disrupt even the most tranquil of journeys. A1, why don't you try scanning the metal for any trackers? And A1, and Tasi tries to wink. Okay. A1 grabs a metal that's hanging off of his dome, and then he picks up the one that's in the box for Corral, turns and looks at Isla. Uh, where, where's yours? I put it on the fridge. Slowly turns his dome and looks at Tazi, and then looks back at Isla. And then, if a droid could shrug his shoulders, he would. And then he just kind of rolls out of the cockpit, grabs the one off the fridge, and heads back to the little engineer bay, and begins scanning them and looking them over and looking for any kind of tracking device. This, that shouldn't take him too long, but, but we can get going. He's already got the course plotted. So, uh, you strapped in? Only if you are. Alright, then we're ready to go. And, uh, Tazi... Keys up the launch sequence, and then uh, once we are clear of the spaceport and clear of uh, the planet, he will engage the hyperdrive. Well, that was easier than getting off the last planet, right? Almost every planet's easier than getting off the planet before, somehow. It just it, it, it tends to happen with us. Yeah, you're, the Curlet's Fang seems like it's a trouble magnet. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. Well, it's certainly been true on more than one occasion. So the camera cuts over to the next day. Corral's had a good night's rest. She's sitting in the uh, kitchen having breakfast. And Zeke's cooking, because that's what Zeke does. I, are you feeling better? Yes, this is really good, Zeke. Thank you very much. Oh, excellent. So what did you do while we were on Coruscant? Huh, what sightseeing? What'd you do? Um, well, I, I, I meditated a lot. Um, there was some stuff. Huh. Uh, what sights did you see? Did you see the Senate? Yes, I went by there. It's I saw very... several of the Senate buildings. Yes, they're quite grand. So Isla will come into the kitchen with Lizzie. Good morning, Corell and Zeke. Hey, did morning. you get a chance to make uh, the special monkey chow? Yes, it's right here. He pulls out a bowl of monkey chow. Corell looks down at her breakfast, then at the monkey chow suspiciously. They're different. Then nods and <laughs> continues to eat. Yeah, so Lizzie will jump down and start monkey chowing down. About that time, A1 rolls in. Oh, A1, um... Uh, yes? Hey, I've oh. got something for you. You're awake. Yeah. I have something for you. Oh, well, okay, you go first. Uh, well, I think everybody should be here. Okay. Oh, right, I forgot. Uh, <sighs> well, okay, and, well, here, and she kind of reaches into a pocket and pulls out what, to Isla, looks like a, a rectangular box with a coiled power cord plugged into it. I found this uh, on, under my bed. Remember, I took it away from you like, a few months ago, but... Oh. I've been doing a great job, so you should have it back. Th thank you. Just don't 
Don't use it too much. Okay, I won't. Okay. I think he calls it his speed box. Yeah. His what box? Speed box. It makes him go faster? Yeah. Sort of, yes. A1 hits the ship white com. Think, think of it as like calf for droids. Oh. And over the ship white com, A1 just makes the announcement. Uh, Captain Tazi, your presence is requested in the lunch room. I mean, he's just down the hall. From from down by the cockpit, you hear. I'll be there in, in a minute. <clears throat> Thank you. One of us could have just got... We didn't have to turn on the comms. That was far more entertaining. And a few minutes later, Tazi kind of blearily-eyed, like, he's, like, rubbing his eyes, kind of walks into the kitchen. Obviously been sleeping in the pilot's chair. There's still, like, an imprint of the, the headrest on his face. There's, like, a little seam. Yeah. yeah. Where he was laying sideways. Did you have a good night on the captain's chair? I mean, it's... It's... No, I, I slept horribly there. I should really stop sleeping in in the captain's chair. You should. You should actually use, you know, your room. At I some d- no, I, no, I don't have a room. Oh, you totally have a room. Hey, one looks at Tazi. We'll talk about it later. And then his optic kind of, like, the light <laughs> blinks on and off for a second. Were you, were you, were you <laughs> winking? Was that a wink? I don't have eyes. I can't wink. I believe it was attempting to be a, into you. a surreptitious wink. All right, well, I'm here. What did you, what'd you need? What'd you need? I don't know. I'm right here. Yeah, I, I know. I, well, we're waiting morning. for everybody else. We're all here. Waiting well, for who? Where's D7 and 114D? You said everybody had to be here. Oh. There's D7's right over there. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't see you on top of the refrigerator. Good morning, D7. A1 makes a ship white comms call. Uh, all personnel to the lunchroom, please. What is going on? Well, technically, are they personnel? A1 well, droids ca- are persons, so well, yes. No, 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 I'm asking because personnel would imply that they all have roles on the ship. Everyone has a role on the ship. What's D7's role? He's A1's, A1's assistant. He, oh, assist. Okay, we'll go with assistant. I, I thought he was A1's assistant. Did we talk about that? Uh, Everyone who he, has it, a position... She, I'm sorry, wait, D7. Hold, on, what, hold Everybody who has a position also gets a cut of pay, so no one's discussed any of that with me yet. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. We get paid? You yeah. know we get paid. We just haven't done a paying job in a very long time. We get paid? I'm the first mate. We haven't done... We have a first mate? We haven't... Isla, congratulations! Tazi walks time, over to get himself a cup of calf. About this time, 1-1-D4 walks in. A1 goes, oh, everybody's here. And A1 rolls over to a little table on the side and picks up a little box. And he rolls over to Corel. Uh, I'm proud to present you with this medallion of honor from Chancellor Palpatine himself. Carl was looking very confused and suspicious. Well, well thank you. What, what is this for? Uh, you were asleep. Some. I got an award for going to sleep? No. no, no, no okay, the, well, whose joke is this? No, no, that's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's not a joke, Look, If you look on the fridge, there's a medal from... There's, there's nothing to Isla. on the fridge. Oh, I, I take it in the back to scan it for tracking devices, and there are none. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's right, you, that's right. Yeah, you, you did you that. You put tracking devices in no, the medals? No, I scanned them hold on, for tracking hold devices. Hold on, Are there tracking devices in the medals? No. Everybody stop for a second. Okay, a second is up. So yesterday, before we took off... Pearl keeps looking between Tazi and Isla. ...came on board and gave us these medallions of honor. One oh. was for you, but you were asleep, and we thought that was more important. Because well, we didn't okay. know what they were doing. Oh, well, where's yours? It's in the back. Okay, well, where's Tazi's? It's in the back. Okay, where's yours? I didn't get one. 
Oh, A1! And she opens up the box and, like, takes it out and tries no, no, to it's, uh, fix I, it. I gave him, I gave him, I gave him, realized, he's got one, what? he's got what? one. I have two. Yeah, I gave him mine. Now I have three, I guess. Krell just kind of looks at it and puts it next to him and it goes, because it's magnetic, apparently. So these were, these. this was an old Republic tradition that Palpatine's trying to bring back. Oh, I, that's, I can't accept that. That's, that kind of thing is just part of duty. I, I have a, well, I have a none of us really wanted them, but at the same time, we couldn't really tell the Chancellor's aide no. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, tried. what was it for? Oh, for, for Titus. Bringing Titus Melionis. Oh, well, I mean, then A1 definitely should have gotten one because he but, was instrumental. Yeah, but I'm not going to have that argument with the Chancellor's I mean, aide. You're right. While he's trying to present us with these medals, it doesn't. It didn't. It was not going to do anything. It wasn't going to get us anywhere. So I just. Well, that's why. Gave A1 my medal, and apparently you gave A1 your medal, and you gave A1 your medal. So we all value A1. Yes. You're, you're valued well, A1. Well, he ha- he's kind of the keeper of the ship's medals, too, if you think Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I, I, thank you. I have, I have a question, though. Okay, what is your question? What did you accomplish? Hmm? We, we captured Titus Melionis. No, no. No, the, the, the Chancellor's aide mentioned yeah. specifically that Palpatine wanted to congratulate you on an accomplishment. And it's oh. some sort of achievement. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh. about that. Um, and you, Carell, you see something that is very rare, and Carell blushes, and she kind of looks down into her cereal bowl and picks up some food. Um, I passed my Jedi trials as all, and then she takes a bite of her food. No, you know. wait. Say that again. I mean, I packed my Jedi trials. What does it mean that so you? Use. Can I get some more milk on this, Zeke? Sure. What are the Jedi trials? Um. Well, you you have to pass them to become a Jedi Knight. So you know, um, this is really good, Zeke. Thanks. You weren't gonna tell us. Well, well I, how, how you do you told become me to a go Jedi Knight? A one rolls up, pops his little hand up, and then slaps Corel <coughs> on the shoulder. What did you do that for? That's for not telling us. So you're going to hit me? Wait, I, you're a Jedi Knight now? Yes, but I couldn't tell oh you my. because Tazi told me to go to sleep. That's know. awesome! Well, I didn't, for one, I didn't tell you. No, you ordered me. You said well, captain's orders. Because you needed rest, but I mean, right, I remember that. Time before that, where it could have been mentioned. Well, when you came back wait, were you a knight when you came well, back? Well, I to wasn't the room? quite sure you guys were actually there. You were wearing, well, Isla had chocolate on her face. It looked like um, both of your eyes were really big. And you looked like you were dressed for a night at the opera. We were. We I, had been to the well, opera. We, we did go to the opera. Okay. I thought that was another hallucination. So uh, my another. apologies for that. Yeah. Um, another. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Stuff happened. Um, like, so how about you tell us, like, how that went? Like, what was involved? Oh, no. What were the... Well, does this mean... And Isla's giant orange eyes start tearing up. Are you going to leave us? Well, no, we have we have things to do now. We're we're going out to get the the, the two Twi'leks, um, Ys and Rilar. Reese and Rilar. I sorry, horrible with names. Well, no, but yeah, but I mean, Isla's got a point. Now you now you're directly affiliated with the temple, so now you need to go on Jedi business when you have to go do Jedi business, right? Well, yes, technically. So technically, you couldn't leave at any given time. Well, I guess technically, yes. But right now, we're still together. 
I mean, you said you'd like you would be fine doing jobs for the Jedi, didn't you? Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just. And I mean, normally when they send the knights out to do work, they usually assign them a ship and a crew and everything. And you guys are kind of already here. I'm, I'm just, just, just thinking about the future. That's all. So you are gonna use us without telling us? Well, no, I was gonna tell you, but I got ordered to go to sleep, and I was okay. When you know how tired you get after a couple days of sleep, multiply that by two or three. I lost track somewhere. How long was I gone? A day. What? No. Really? Yeah. Yes. It felt a lot longer. Yeah, they, just long enough for them to have one date. You guys had a date? What did you do? We went to the Wait. opera. No, no. Wait. You're not creatively distracting us. We no, have I want to know about their date. Nope. You first. So I just answered you... a bunch of questions. Aha! You guys owe me some now. Okay. So yes, they went on a date. Go, you went to so, the opera? Yes. We did. Did you get dinner or anything beforehand? No, but we went out for a dessert afterwards. Well, no, oh, we kind of, I mean, so we we saw My Life as a Gungan. I haven't heard of that one. Is it new? Um, I, 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 it was new to me. It was apparently written by a Nabooian? Nabooite? Somebody from Naboo. Tazi dumps the rest of his calf in the sink puts the cup down and walks by Corel and just puts his hand on her shoulder and says congratulations and goes back to the cockpit. Thank you. I guess I better go talk to him. Um, excuse me. And she gets up and heads up towards the cockpit. Isla looks over at A1. Flashes a KO kinda, huh? No, she's not leaving. Well, but um, emotionally I mean to Tazi. Maybe. I don't know. You'd have to ask him. But don't worry, she, she's not leaving. I think I'll let Corel talk to him and see what happens. Yeah. Camera cuts over to Corel and Tazi. So Corel walks into the cockpit and... Tazi's already sitting down making some adjustments on the screens and looking at sensors and... Doing all the things... Busy work. Yeah, things that do absolutely do not matter in hyperspace. No, exactly. And Corel knows that. So she steps into the room and closes the hatch behind her and actually locks it. And then she moves to sit sort of sideways in the co-pilot seat. Kind of stares at Tazi's profile for a minute. Yeah? I was going to tell you. No, no, I, I, I know. This isn't really something I can keep a secret, nor do I really want to. No, it's just, it's, um, I mean, it's, I'll be honest, it's, it, it's great for you. I'm super, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. Um, I know you've been wanting this for a long time. I just, um, I'll, I'll. I'll be honest, all I can think of is there's going to be a point in the near future when you're going to have to leave, too. I wish I could say that there wasn't. But I I want you to know, Tazzy, what this is is sort of the culmination of a life's dream, but I, I never thought it would happen. No, I know. I, 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 I get it. I'm... I, this I, is me being selfish. I, I, I'm i sorry. I'm no, not trying I, to... I need to explain this to you, because I, I believe I owe it to you. It's... I did not even know what was going on until it was over. This apparently is just... It... it as my master used to say when she was alive, it's the will of the Force. And what I thought was just a simple meditation to fix this, and she pats the lightsaber on her hip, and get the crystal attuned to me turned out to be <laughs> a lot more, because uh, it started off just having to face down what really is my greatest failure, which was when I killed that whippet. There, Master Yoda was there, and 
I, I mean, I still regret what I did, but there were extenuating circumstances, but it's a matter of learning from the past. <clears throat> but that wasn't all that happened, and this is why I kind of... It was really only a day? Yeah, it was, a, it was, it was about a day, yeah. Um, because what happened... <sighs> And I don't even know if I should tell you about this, but I don't... I'm not going to keep a secret from you. Well, I mean, it's not a secret. It, I mean, it's a trial you had to go it, through, right? I, I, it's, it's a very Jedi thing, and not. I don't think there are many people outside of the temple who understand these sort of things. And from what I also understand, every trial for every Padawan is different. And to become a knight, you have to go through five different trials... You know, they test your will, your perceptions, your ability to use the force, etc. But what happened was, I even still don't quite understand what happened. But, oh, and sorry about yesterday. I, it was just really good to see you. Sorry, um, sorry for what? Uh, the hug thing. Oh, um, you don't have to apologize for that. Well, neither one of us are really very emotionally showy. Well, not, I mean, but yeah, it's... But, but yeah. In, yeah. Anyway. But, yeah. So, what happened was, I thought that was the end of it. Master Yoda explained some things to me. The crystal was purified. And I was heading to the ship with you guys to go. Except, it wasn't you guys. It was simply a, a vision. And when we walked out of the temple... Hixa was there with a, a, a large group of armored bounty hunters, and they were coming for us. And we were really outgunned. It was going really, really badly. You were hurt. Isla was a little hurt, and we were fighting back to back. And then Isla killed you. She turned. She and, pulled and a lightsaber from her belt, and while you were on the ground asking for help, she killed you. In, in, your, in your trial, she, she killed me? Yes. You have Tazi's full attention. Like, he stops doing what he's doing and, like, turns his chair towards you with this in kind of incredulous look on his face. She, I watched. I was too far away, and she brought the lightsaber down, and, and, and she killed you. And it was just, it was a trial. It was to see how I would react, how, what my choices would be. But... Wait, so the Jedi also, made, you live, made you live through that just to see what you would do? I thought that it was real. In a moment like that, it is easy to give over to anger and passions. And I... I defeated Isla, but you were still gone. Which is why I was really glad to see you. I was still pretty sleep-deprived and tired, and but I wanted you to know that you... One of the things I learned from that is you and A1 mean a lot to me. You're my family. And Jedi aren't supposed to have those sort of attachments. But as a, uh, a wise Jedi who no longer is with us told me, sometimes those make you stronger. So, when I understand that this is a change, and there may be times when I need to go and do something for the Jedi, but you are my family, and that's not going to change. I would hope that we can stick together. Because, well, to be honest, I can't fly worth a card. No, no, you you really can't. See? We need, I need you. I, I understand. It's, like I said, it's 
with everything else that's happened lately, this is just, uh, this is kind of just me being a little bit selfish, and I, again, I, it, it's change, and change, change is always uncomfortable, right? And, so, we, and we've had a lot of it over the past few months. We have, we have, um, but, the, I, but this I isn't the takeaway. While I did want this, I had no idea it was happening. Would I change a thing if I could? No, I can't. No, who no, I, am. I, I wouldn't ask you to. I, that, that's not... I want you to know that I'm not leaving. And if I do, it's not for long. You don't leave family. No, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And I mean, you always have a place here. And if K.O. ever comes back, I'll punch him once or twice, but he can still have his gunnery pod back. Because he's still family. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. I need to. I need to let that go. I'm, he had. He had choices he had to make, and I just. I. I don't like the way he left. But I. I can't. I can't continue to dwell on it, and I can't. I can't change anything about it. I just have to. We have to live with those decisions, and and continue to move forward. And and this is the same thing. Like I'm. Again, I know this is something you've wanted for a long time, and I, I'm. I'm very very proud of you. You. More than you could probably know for me. But I, I just—it's hard for me to not think right now about the future and how that looks. And you know, um, this is just let me—I'll uh, get over this. This this will pass quickly. I promise. Just well, if it if it helps, you I'm any, having a moment. No, I understand. Um, if it helps any, it's a war, and there's lots of money to be made in war. I I understand. So maybe we can find a way to. Oh, make some money off of this. <laughs> well, then you, yeah, well, some credits would be good right now. We're run, we're still running a little bit low. Anyone has his charms at the gambling table, but we can't live off that. Well, one of the best, I guess, that we could look at this as a perk is I have an expense account, so our fuel and food is taken care of. Yeah, and those medals are probably worth a, uh, you know, a pretty credit or two. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, all that being said, Tazi, I need a favor. And it's one I'm... It's kind of unfair to ask of you. Uh, you know you really don't have to ask anymore. What I told you just now? Yeah. Isla can never know. Um. Her path is very confused right now. She doesn't know. The dark side pulls at her because that's all she's known. And I believe she really wants to change that. And I, I get the feeling that a lot of that has to do with you. Honestly. You're showing her a path that she's never seen before, and I don't want to tarnish what you guys have or her, her thoughts with this vision, which was just a test. No, no, but I think so. Let me just a little thing I've been learning as of late, right? That um, maybe it's best to not hide those things from people, because at the end of the day, it's going to come out at some point. It always does. And even with the best of intentions, uh, you know, not telling somebody something, you know, you, you causes feelings of distrust. So maybe it's best to present the information to her in the way in which you want it to be seen. So maybe if we, maybe if, you know, in when you, I think you should tell her. And I think when you tell her, you present it to her in the way that you want her to understand it, which is that this was a vision that was meant to cause you conflict. Not a vision of the future, not a vision of what's going to be, but something that was supposed to trigger 
a set of emotions or responses in you, a test of you, not a test of her. Perhaps. She, you know, her understanding of the Force comes from you right now, and if you hide this from her, it could make her, it could drive her more toward that darkness. She needs you to be open and honest with her, too. Carl kind of nods her head a little bit and looks down, then looks back up. I'll think about it, but... As, I, I, as, won't, as, I won't say as anything. As I mentioned to you... I won't say anything, Dar, but I'm, I, I don't... The Jedi really don't talk about the trials, okay? It Because it is different for everyone. I'm telling mm-hmm. you because I believe you need to know this, and, well, <laughs> as we learned when we started this journey a long time ago, secrets do tend to hurt. Yeah. Isla is still kind of new. Mm-hmm. This is something I'm just not comfortable sharing with her. I, so if that moment ever comes, I will do so. But right now, I I, I would rather this stay between us. I, of course, I will. I will keep this conversation between us. I just feel like if, yeah, I mean, Corral, you know as well as I do. At some point, this is going to come out. I it might not be me, and it might not be you. Somebody else might find a way to tell her. Who knows? But. I just don't want her to feel like this is something that was being hidden from her because it was a lack of trust. Her, her, the way that she looks up to you in regards to all this force stuff is is a connection I will never share with her. I don't have that connection with her. I never will. But in many ways, you are her. You are her example. You are her master. I guess it's not official. I know that's not the the way that it works, but though for her, you are her only good example of what this is and what it can be. And I think that's something that, you know, to be perfectly honest, I think that's something that sharing with her will help bring her closer to what you would hope for her and push her away from the thing that you don't want her to be. That's all, I, I, you know. Again, I can't speak to that relationship, but I I can understand it. Carl just kind of sits quietly for a few seconds. And you, may, again, make some good points. You know, for someone who doesn't talk to women very well, Tazi, you're pretty eloquent when you get around to it. Well, this isn't, uh, this isn't, uh, I, 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 mm. So, have you, I'm gonna guess you and Isla haven't had sex yet. I, uh, I gotta, I gotta check you the... You took her to a romantic dinner? I, I have to check the, uh, the inputs on these motivators no, over here. No, you don't. Um, not I, really. It's... Uh, no, no, there's, there's a weird hum coming from the, from the no, left side here. not I, really. I, something might be out of sequence. You're uh, dodging the question, Tazi. I can ask you or I can ask her. Look, I, I care a lot about Isla. I just want to... I don't want to move too fast with her. Especially with everything that's happened to her. I don't want to be... I don't want our relationship to end up like something that she would regret. So, okay, let me ask you a tactical question, if I may. Oh, uh, sure. Okay, let's form it in the phrase of a gunfight. Okay. Wait, if, we're not gonna we're not talking about sex as pistols, right? This is not specifically. It could be a brawl. I'm not a young lady. If Isla can... decided to attack you, would you let it happen? Would you gleefully join in the melee? I. This is a really odd way to put this. Okay. Maybe we use a piloting look, metaphor. You were you were asleep. I'm gonna. I'll just let me let me just say this. Isla has made it clear that if the relationship is gonna proceed in that direction, she's fine with it. I just feel I want to make sure that I'm okay with it. I, would I like to? Yes, I very much would like to. I find Isla extremely attractive, and I, I I think she would be someone I would 
probably want to spend the rest of my life with. But oh, I still Kazi. don't. Hey, hey, no, just you. I'm keeping your thing to myself. You keep this to yourself for right now. But here, I, may I give you two words of advice? Just let me finish. Well, I've seen the films. I understand how no, it works. I'm not. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying I, I like her enough that I don't want this to be a fling. I'm not trying to make this. I want this to be something more, and I want it to mean something when it happens, and not just be a casual dalliance. I'll put it that way. So I, I might be taking my time. Considering but. that you've saved her life numerous times, she's still here when she could be anywhere else in the universe at this point. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the long haul is something that she's probably on board with. Mm-hmm. Now, the two things I wanted to say to you is, one, I'm not familiar with Doros' physiology, but make sure she's not fertile unless you want babies at the first time. Okay, or find whatever sort of procedure you need to do. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop you real quick because if you think Verita hasn't already had these conversations with me, okay, there's probably yeah. been dolls. I understand. Yeah. Secondly, oh, there were you, aids. There were there were presentations. There was it was a whole. Uh, I, I, to be perfectly honest, if she wanted to go into that business, she could probably figure out a way to sell that information too. I'm okay. Point taken. The second point I would tell to you is, remember the snuggle pod that you, both you and Ko wanted to get rid of? Yeah, yeah, we're taking that into a distillery. No, you're keeping it as a snuggle pod, because here's the secret. If you go in there and shut the door, noises don't get out. Do you understand? And Corel actually winks, because she's the only person on board that can. Oh, you, you, wow. You, the walls you're in your quarters right. are very thin, and no, this no, I already is warned very about public, that. and there's also no listening devices... Okay, I don't think anyone's put any listening devices in the snuggle pot. So, if you need some privacy, that's where you go. And she gets up and just puts a hand on Tazi's shoulder. She, if she's ready, you and you're ready, it's going to happen. But I think you guys are good for each other. You're both adorably awkward. And Tazi kind of lifts up and puts his hand on your hand, and then he just gets up and... This is... Why are we... And, just, and he puts his arms around you and gives you as big a squeeze as he can... And, Carl returns the hug, and we start swipe away. Yeah, we swipe back to the um, kitchen common area where Isla, Zeke, and A1 are still sitting there. Uh, Zeke rolls up to Isla and A1, and he just goes, So, uh, only given medals to organics? Uh, well, that wasn't our choice, Zeke. Huh. Seems like the Republic still needs to uh, recognize the rights of droids. Um... I actually don't know that much about politics in general, but I don't know anything about the the politics of whether or not droids are recognized within the Republic. Um, that might be something good to talk to Corel about. I bet she knows. And I quickly go to get myself a cup of calf. Everyone just says to Zeke, yeah, they uh, seem to just breeze by me and not give me a medal. And Zeke just looks at him. Oh. And maybe we should have to speed up our process and free more droids and show them that we have rights, too. What do you think, Isla? Are you on board to help us free more droids? Well, I, I mean, I mean, at the most basic state, yes, of course. I think that everyone probably has a purpose in this universe, and, and that seems to be a good purpose to have. But it's not just freeing droids that's going to be the problem. It's also changing people's perceptions and also having the droids perceptions of themselves as free because you know you can you can free a slave but 
you, there's still plenty of work to be done. I mean, I, I guess emotionally wouldn't be the right term for, for the droids, but, you know, it'll take some time to get used to the thought of being free. Uh, maybe some of them won't even know what to do with that freedom. But that's their choice. Yes, it is. And changing the perceptions of huge groups of organics, that's a very big order. How do we do that? That's a good question. I mean, there's always mass propaganda. Okay. There's there's mass propaganda. There's okay. strategic assassinations. That okay. seems to work. Um, yeah, the Jedi do that. I don't know. Do, do they work as assassins? Well, they'll wipe people out when they need to. If you disagree with them, they'll wipe you out or enslave you. Oh. Corel's not like that, though. Not yet. Okay, that's worrisome. Well, if she just joined the ranks, then she's just going to join the rest of the slavers. Eventually, she'll wave her hand in front of you and make you do something you don't want to do. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, it will. That's what the Jedi do. Yeah, but Zeke, I also have some of that Force sensitivity. So I know when others are trying to manipulate the Force. Yeah, but you haven't joined them. Oh. And you're not going to, right? You're going to no, stay with I, us and I free droids. I'm, I think I'm too old to join the Jedi, actually. At least I assume so, just based on my general age that I have guessed on. I think you should just stay with us and free droids. Well, I'm definitely planning on staying on the Corellit's Fang. Good, good. So it's agreed. You're going to start doing the mass propaganda for us. Well, I didn't say I would do the mass propaganda. I was just saying that that tends to be a good idea when you're trying to change the hearts and minds of a populace. There's also... But there, there's, there's many ways to do it. It's not just overt things like propaganda. Um, I mean, it's also in the media trying to get more positive images of droids out there. So instead of just showing droids as servants or as mechanics or whatever, uh, as side characters, we, we can get them represented more in our media. Yeah. And also, if we have a beautiful, strong face out there talking for us, people will listen. Right? Well, Zeke, you are beautiful and strong. I'm glad that you can see that. But you would make a wonderful face for this. I'm glad that we had this talk, Zeke. Yeah, me too. Isla picks up Lizzie and goes back to her room. Glad you're on board. Zeke just looks at A1. Oh, I'm glad that she's on board. A1 just kind of slowly backs away from Zeke. Yeah, uh, good. I'm gonna go work on something in the back. And A1 quickly jets out of the room and heads up to the cockpit. And he rolls up next to Tazi. Hey, hey buddy, what can, what can I do for you? So, uh... Strange conversation with Zeke, but I feel like strange conversation with Corel. Yeah. So Darla said something about talking to your dad and using music. I don't understand what that means. What? Well, I guess what did she say? She said he's responding well to music. The therapy that they're going through has to do with music, and to try Mm -hmm. to use music. I I don't. I mean, I I watch some hollow vids of some shows, and well, so I mean, I. I'm certainly not an expert on this at all. Uh, I know that sometimes when trying to help people that are having issues, they use they use music to try and get through to certain parts of the brain. I think maybe uh, maybe those parts of the brain respond better to music than regular therapy. I mean, I'm only making some assumptions here. I really don't know anyone. Um, I can tell you about the kind of music I like. I mean, I like I like kind of like soft jazz music. Uh, you know, I like 
I like music with a good beat. I like classic types of stuff. Like my there's artists that my my grandfather used to listen to that I I still enjoy today. Um, you know, I don't listen to a lot of music, but I mean, there are days when I we're in these long halls back and forth between planets, and sometimes it's nice to just put on some music and let your mind kind of just clear and let your mind drift and to like just listen to the music and the 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 cadences and the words and and the choruses and, and just let that be what you focus on it's almost like a, a way of meditating oh all right i think i understand thank you like uh, maybe uh all right let's look at it. let's maybe look at it this way maybe you had to computate a, a long navigational string right so while you're while that computation is going on what are you what else are you doing are you devoting all of your resources to that computation or are you processing other things in the background uh, kind of depends on what's going on a lot of times there's fighting going on around us so i have to pay attention to some of that too let's say in this particular case you had nothing to do but computate this long string There was no other processes that you had to do. There was no other things that you had to figure out or hold on to in memory or other things that you were waiting to process. Let's say all you had to do was process this one string. Okay. And that processing only took 10% of your resources. Okay. Sometimes for me, listening to music is like letting 90% of those resources do nothing. He's quiet for a few minutes. Okay. I think I got it. I don't know if that helps, but that's kind of the that's kind of sometimes how I see music. It can be entertaining. You can get joy out of it. You know, you can experience a range of emotions when listening to music. But sometimes it's listening to music is like letting your brain be quiet. It's kind of like unplugging. Kind of. Huh. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Was there anything else, little buddy? Oh, the uh, medallions had no tracking devices. I didn't, no, I didn't think they did. Electronics or anything else in them. That was just yeah, you know, just metal. That's okay. That's a that's that was an easy check for you to do, and it makes Isla feel better. Yeah, make sure you let her know. Uh, okay. And then A one heads to the back to start working on projects. And as A one rolls out of the cockpit, Tazi sits there and looks out the window for a minute, and then turns on some some of his grandfather's old music from the data bank, and just kind of leans back in the chair. camera opens up and we see Verita sitting in her room back on Tula and you hear the sound of your second communicator beeping and that's the communicator that only comes from one of your Republic contacts. Now where did I put that thing? It's been a little while and you see Verita searching all her pockets until she comes out with a little communicator and flips it open. Hot Buns here. We have a situation and I need you to go to Tenab and meet a new contact. Oh, situation? What's happened? It would be better if he explains it to you. Tenab, I know how to get there. Who am I looking for? Where am I meeting him? He will find you, and he is going by the code name Grohl. Oh, Grohl. That sounds kind of rough and tumble-like. All right, well, that makes it a little more intriguing. I'll be there shortly. I have to wrap up some business I have. Thank you. See you soon. Did we see... Verita packing stuff up and sneaking out. And the camera actually stays on the contact that was just talking to you, this middle-aged human wearing kind of a puffy white shirt. 
And as we're looking at him, his face begins to kind of ripple, and we see it slowly begin to change. And it changes to a familiar face. Changes to Kando. And we see Kando kind of smile and look over, and next to him on the floor is the dead body of the Republic contact that was just talking to V. Kando puts his boot on the contact's body, gives it a little nudge, and I've already forgotten what your name is. And then we see the camera fade out, and we see it come back, and we see, what kind of ship do you think Verita would be flying? So Verita is driving in in a pretty small ship that has an exhaust that is much too loud than it should, so you can hear it coming from a mile away. And it's not the kind of broken exhaust that needs repair. It's the kind that's intentionally got holes poked through it. Excellent. So you land on a Tanab, and it is a nice uh, temperate planet, mostly used for farming. So it's a quiet planet. You find the main city, and you find yourself a nice little cafe, kind of an outdoor cafe overlooking a nice field that people are farming. And a few minutes later, you notice that a, a gentleman standing at the bar looks over at you. What is Kando wearing right now? Kando is wearing a flight suit, like a flight jumpsuit. It's lightly armored with uh, the hoses to connect to life support, mostly from, like he flies a, uh, a single-person ship that has limited life support capabilities. And uh, he has a, a mounting ring collar around his neck, but he doesn't have like an actual helmet on. And he's uh, square, lantern-jawed, Strong, like, sloping brow, almost uh, troglodyte-esque in his, uh, you know, like, meathead in his uh, in his appearance at this point. Okay, so a different appearance than when he was talking with the director and Zeke. Right. Excellent. Kendo, you happen to notice a Duros female enter in and sit down at one of the tables, and she matches the description. What do you think Verita would be wearing right now? Uh, Verita would probably be in some kind of well-functioning flight suit or jumper suit. You know, nothing fancy, something she could get out of a situation in. Definitely with her, you know, pistol strapped to her side. All right. Trying to blend in a little bit more. Yes. Trying to stand out. Okay. No, she's got that stuff packed away in the suitcase. Don't you worry. All right. So you see the person you're supposed to uh, meet there, Kando. Walk up very confidently and just uh, like straddle the seat as I sit down slowly. Put my drink on the table. I, uh, I think you're supposed to be here to meet me. I think I am. Well, hello. You, uh, are you hot buns? Can't you tell? And Verita gives a wink. Kendra looks, like, around the, the room and then looks back. I can. I'm Grohl. Nice to meet you, Grohl. So, uh, should we talk here? Do you have some place a little more private? Well, here's as good as any, I suppose. It's a safe place. We don't have to worry about too many ears here. Verita gives a look around and confirms that it looks like nobody of interest is around. It's midday, so most people are working the fields. So you're pretty much alone, other than the bartender. Okay. So uh, what's the situation at hand, and how can I be a help? I understand that you are uh, close to the crew of the uh, Crowlet's Fang. Oh, uh, I might know one or two of them very well. I represent some interests who might be uh, considering employing them, perhaps. But the Republic knows all about them. I've told the contacts about my son and the such. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you just reaching out to him? Well, it's a little more sensitive than that. It has 
something to do with uh, more clandestine operations. Oh? Let's just say that uh, there are those in the Republic, of course, who would uh, frown upon some of these activities. They're not uh, illegal or anything like that. It's just they're very sensitive. Well, most of your bureaucrats, they don't have the stomach for some of the work that needs to be done to keep the Republic safe, if you know what I mean. Verita has a sly little smile that just grows on her face. Well, legal isn't always right. I don't agree with everything, and we know sometimes you do have to skirt the law to get things done. I understand that. So, what exactly do you need from me? Well, I I would like to organize a meeting with a representative of the crew, perhaps even the captain, and uh, to enter into this, uh, into an agreement uh, with the interest that I represent. And you happen to know the captain's relation to me? Well, of course, I wouldn't have reached out to you if I had not. Well, I'm sure I could get you a meeting with Sweet Tea, but you'd have to ensure his safety and I'd need a little help, too. Oh? Well, I kind of have to find somebody, and I have a picture that I took on my phone, and maybe you could help me locate the planet that he's on so I can pay him a visit. I see. A little tit-for-tat is what you say. Yeah. Hmm. I'm willing to make such an agreement. All right, and I I can definitely get you in with my son. Um, But it hasn't been answering his communicator that often. I I think that girl got to him. Oh, maybe you... You know what? Seeing as I'm helping out, I mean, I'll tell you a little bit more about him if you want, but you got to tell me about him when you see him, what he's up to. Of course. What's that female Duros doing with him. Last time I saw her, there was a picture of him over her sleeping body. It was kind of weird. Oh. You do not approve of his uh, mating choice? I don't even know if he's capable of that. But the fact that I haven't met her yet, absolutely not. He is hiding something. Well, that that is interesting. Do you know who this person is? No, like she had no memory and she was... I helped save her. He can thank me for that. I didn't even get any flowers or a card. No, we got the doctor to save her, and then I ever heard a thing about her. Hmm. I even sent him a monkey lizard. Ah, how thoughtful. I thought so. I will agree to these terms. I will meet with sweet tea, and... I want to suggest you call him that, just so you know. Hmm? I wouldn't call him sweet tea if I were you. He's a little sensitive about that. Ah, I see. It uh, triggers an unusual reaction from him, is what you say? I just think it will make him miss his mama. Oh, I see. It's a pet name, you might say. Oh, yeah. Ah, very well. Then I will only be professional with him. I mean, yeah, but you can be a little underhanded when it comes to finding out information about, you know, this this woman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We will keep we'll keep that on the down low. I will definitely do what I can to ensure that uh this woman is approved by you. And uh any information that I get pertaining to her and her dealings. You say that she was she's has no memory. That's odd. Well that was something that uh Krill had mentioned, and I mean, Taza doesn't talk to me much about her, but yeah, no. I guess she woke up and she didn't remember anything. And that's the last I really heard about her. Hmm. And, uh, 
Taz has taken pity on her, I suppose. Well, I think he really liked her, and he's not that experienced with that kind of matter, so I think he's the kind of, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about my son, but I think he'd fall for the first thing that gave him any attention. I see. Now it's much more clear. Uh, And I want to know if there's a grandbaby in that belly. Oh, well, I could certainly, uh, I could certainly handle that as well. You know, if you have to do any inspection, I wouldn't mind. I mean, not that I'd want there to be a thorn between them or, you know, some kind of riff, but Hmm. you do what you have to do to find out. Absolutely. And in exchange uh, for your assistance in this, uh, I will consider it done. Oh, you're wonderful. And then I just have to show you this real quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Verita takes out her little transmitter and she presses a few buttons. And there is a picture of a Nautilin half clothed in like sun attire with a drink in his hands, smiling brightly. And the background has a beautiful tropical planet with beautiful water no snow in sight for the record and she shows it to you i need to know where this was taken ah who is this exquisite being i know isn't he oh, he was a friend of mine and uh i just miss him very dearly and i think that he could use some of my muffins hmm. okay i tell you what transmit a copy of that uh holovid and I will do what I can to locate... What, what, what did you say his name was? Well, I mean, seeing as we're talking confidential, you just can't mention this to my son because he might not approve of what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I see. Of course, my lips are sealed. Oh, you, I mean, if the Republic sent you, I have all faith that you are on the up and up. So his name is K.O. K.O. Hmm. Very well. I will also do this. So I will find out about the love interest, the woman, woman, and find the location of K.O. And in exchange for this, uh, you will arrange a meeting uh, with with your son and his crew. And you will vouch for... if he ever pick... Hmm? I'm sorry. I'm just getting so excited about this trip. Oh, no. That's fine. And you will uh, vouch for my presence... Well, I will say that the you know my contact sent you absolutely. Now my son hasn't been picking up his calm there, so I might have to get you through with his Twi'lek friend. But either way, you'll meet him. He's just ignoring me. He's he's hitting the silent button. I can tell. Do you have a maybe a communication uh, direct communicate with him? Is there or is it j- just through normal means? Oh no, I do. Like I'll send it, and then I'll give you the calm to the ship. The ship's calm because. He'd be really mad if I gave out his private digits there. But um, there's A1. He is, he's, he's spunky, that one. He's their droid. And he's one of my favorites. He'll answer, and you tell him that Mama V sent you, and then I will send the private information to my Sweet Tea. Aye. And you'll get through. Very well. Can- and I will tell Sweet Tea I'll be very angry with him if he doesn't pick up, and he doesn't want his mama's wrath. Well, no one wants the wrath of the... Of- the mother, of course. Uh, is there any other messages that you would like for me to uh, uh, relay when I do meet with them? I mean, if you feel like giving them a little smack across the face for me, that's fine. But I, I wouldn't suggest that. But if you get comfortable enough, you say, this is from your mama. And- what, uh, just so I, my information is completely 
encapsulating. What what can you tell me about the rest of the crew? Is there anything that I need to know? Are there maybe perhaps Jedi or something that I should really be aware of? Oh my gosh, yes. There is a Twi'lek there. And I bet she would love it if you would tell her Laku looks so nice. But maybe if she styled it to the side a little bit. She always loves advice on how to do her Laku better. Ah, I see. I will have. I suppose I will have to brush up on my uh, Twi'lek grooming knowledge. Her name's Corel. She's very neat. And she used to be a Jedi. I don't know what happened there. Um, I was drinking heavily the night she told me the story. These things happen. Very well. Um, and you said that the their droid is, is A1? A1, yeah. He's got some spark. he got a mind of his own. Do not think that you can control him or make commands because he will shoot hmm. you. Ah, well, I will, uh, I will watch myself then. And my son... I don't know. Have a few drinks with him. He likes that. A drinker. Ah, yes, well, like him. He runs in the family. And don't talk bad about his mama. He gets very defensive of me. Of course not. Of course. Well, I think that uh, our meeting has been very productive. Hot buns. Is the, <laughs> We can... Uh, uh, I will contact... Do you have a direct com that I can contact you inf- and give you the information that you require? Yes, uh, you, the callback number should be on the picture that I'm going to send you. So we'll we'll meet up that, we'll hook up that way. Very well. I do have one last request, though. Oh, my. Yes. Will you join me for a drink? Well, of course. And Verita has a big old smile on her face. We see the bartender come over and set a couple of drinks down. Then we see Kando push his glass up and Verita, you know, tinks glasses together. And then the screen fades to black and... When the screen opens back up, we see Kando sitting on uh, the captain's chair of a small ship, and we see him punching a comm code. And on the hollow projector in front of him, we see the director's image form. Direct them. Kando. I have set up a meeting with members of the crew, and uh, through one of the crew members' mothers, I think that she would make quite an interesting subject of inspection. Have you made any progress on finding Greece otherwise? No, but I am following some leads. I was given access codes, and uh, we we will get the information we need from the Crowlet's Fang, of course, and I will get them to join in the fold, I assure you. Yes, I've also learned that some of the crew, I may have to leverage certain relationships between crew members and the person that I spoke to, does not approve, seems to be very willing to be forthcoming with information, should I uh, determine the total nature of the relationship. Very well. Continue on. Is there anything else to report? The droid in question... With the assistance of Verita, I would uh, be able to gain access to the droid and the backup quite easily. Only proceed on that route if Zeke fails. Instead, attempt to hire them to find Reese and his cohort. Accomplish that task, and if we can acquire all three, 
That is all we need to do. Very well. Any other instructions? I expect results. And the transmission ends. Kando just kind of looks at the screen as it darkens and he just... Deep breath. All right, so the camera cuts over into the common area. It's a couple days later at this point. Yeah, a couple days have passed and we see Corel and Isla <laughs> are sitting there getting ready for breakfast. So... Corel? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. I, I Sorry, I interrupted uh, you. Uh, well, I, I'm, I've just been thinking about... Yeah, I... Like the Force stuff and the Jedi stuff. Oh, okay. Um, that, that I wasn't going there, but okay, we can talk right. about that. Um, what does it feel like to be a Jedi Knight? It... Well, my... If you would have asked me that a couple days ago, it would have been exhausting. Um, but other than that, it's... Don't you feel different? Yes and no. The... It's really hard to put into words. Being an actual Jedi Knight or Jedi Master is something that I've wanted since I entered the temple. It's it's but you know when I left it was it was always out of reach. Most people from what I understand have dreams that they know will never come to pass. Tazi I'm pretty sure dreams of you know having millions and millions of credits. Will that ever come to pass? Well, if we let A1 loose on a few more planets, maybe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it probably won't come to pass, but it's still his dream. This was mine, and to have it... I won't say it was handed to me, but uh, I didn't know what was going on, and it was just done. So I've been given my dream, but I still feel like me. There's nothing... I'm happy, but I'm almost confused. Because I feel like I should feel different. And I don't. Do you understand? Yes, I, I think I do. Um... And... And Curl seems to be kind of almost groping for words. But anyway, that's... So that's what it's like. It's... It's... It's con I'm confused at this point. It probably would be a lot different if, you know, if my path had been normal. I'd been a Padawan, you know, I was 16, 17, 18, and my master was there. I passed my trials, all that. Then, But it's been so long that uh, just, it, it, I feel the same yet different. So, um, is, did you have any more questions on that? Otherwise, I have a question for you. Isla looks a little confused and disappointed, like that wasn't what she wanted to hear. No, that's really all I wanted to ask. Other than what was your trial like? Um, it's not really something I guess we're supposed to talk about. It's different oh, for I'm every sorry. single Padawan, from what I understand. Oh, I didn't there, realize that it was one of those things. There are, There's actually five trials you go through. They, di they, they differ. They test your ability to use the Force, your perceptions, your, your blade work is one of them. Um, oh, interesting. And and testing how your choice, you know, what your choices are, that kind of thing. Tests of courage. Uh, there's actually one called tests of pain, which I didn't know I had passed, but apparently I did. I should ask oh. Mr. Thal about that at some point. But it, it, again, that's it's it's different for everybody. So, um, but what I wanted to ask you, and she kind of looks around furtively. So, 
are you in Tazi? Finally, you know. No what? Are you and Tazi having sex yet? No. Okay. Not for lack of someone not only dropping hints but directly saying. Okay. Let me give you sort of some idea of what's going on in Tazi's big dome head. Let's think of it as like a combat, okay? You're ready to attack, but he's not fully sure if he should draw his weapon and commit. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't want it to be a quick one-and-done gunfight. He really would like like a much longer protracted war. Does that make sense to you? No, if I'm ready to draw my weapon, then obviously he should, in self-defense, draw his. Well, he's... I think he's... I mean... He's not sure if he should really draw his weapon and instigate the combat. Well, then I'm going to instigate combat anyway, and if he's defenseless, then that's his choice. What does this have to do with our relationship? Well, okay, maybe maybe I'm not speaking quite plainly enough. Um, this is really isn't my forte. I mean, I I, I know the mechanics of what what is going to happen, but uh, you know, um, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Kirill. Have you never? Well, no, not really. I mean, there was there was this other tree like I had a crush on in my 16th year, but you know, she actually I think she's I think she's, she's in the not the same tree like that. I haven't talked to her in like 15 years, so. She's not the same Jedi Twi'lek that Chaos with, is she? Oh no, that that's Ayla Sakura. She it's totally different. This one's okay. more my age. Ayla's older. Oh. She's she's got to be at least eight years. Because that years would older just be heart wrenching. These these you know two people who had crushes on each other as teenagers and then grew up and then one fell in love with another's crewmate. That, oh, that would this be would weird. make a this would make a great holodrama. It would actually make a pretty good holodrama. We should remember that. But getting back to you and Tazi. All right, I'm going to put it like Tazi would, but not as gravelly. He doesn't want to initiate coitus until he's sure that it's not just a one-night stand sort of thing. He wants a long-term relationship. We're... Uh, Is that something you are after? Or are you looking for a wham-bam thank you, Tazi? Just as that phrase comes out, you hear a... From the from outside the common area, the kitchen area, and the snuggle pot opens up, and Tazi kind of stands up and walks out and stretches. Man. Morning, Tazi. Uh, good morning, Tazi. Uh, morning, then. That's comfortable in there. Mm. Thanks for the though? suggestion, Krill. It's very good on your back. It really is. Mm. Soft things uh, Tazi- are really wonderful to sleep on. Tazi, I just want to make sure you know if you're being attacked, you should draw your weapon, right? Well, of, of course. That, that, that's that's like self-defense Basic, 101. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, but Krill, aren't, are you, aren't you I sure? Am? I mean, but Tazi, okay, what if you're really not ready for a long fight? I mean, okay, like the what separatists in the Republic right now, yeah. when, the, when the war started... I mean, the Separatists were like, hey, we're going to attack you on many fronts. But until the Republic was ready for war with the clone troopers and everything, they're not going to be like, all right, we're going to deploy our troops. We're going to take you on. I, long, I long-term am completely fight. completely lost. What? I don't... 
Are you guys talking about the politics when of the Republic versus the Separatists? When you enter a fight, you actually have no idea if it's going to be long-term or short-term. Well, so I mean, you, you could be completely unmatched, or you could be going up against something. Well, I mean, I guess that depends on like you, Titus. Who are you all talking about like a one-on-one fight? Because you can uh, you could look at your opponent right, and judge all right, there. All right, Kark, you two are thick. Tazi, you like is a Isla, you like Tazi. Tazi wants a long-term relationship. If you two are going to have sex, get on with it. I'm getting sick of this. And she gets up and storms out of the room. That's not for you to decide. So wait, we weren't talking about fighting. I'm not sure. Were you talking? To, wait, you were but talking to Corel about us. I thought having, we were in a long-term relationship. Well, I mean, we're, we're the relationship part's kind of new. Like we were, we just kind of, we just went on our first date. Really? Was that our first date? I, I mean, I, I, officially, it was. I think our first date. <laughs> Real date. I just don't understand the the. The combat tactics. And, that, and I, she, you I mean, know did what, she learn this in no, the Jedi so, Temple? I don't know because Are they we pacifists. Had, we had this disc- So this topic came up with her when we talked the other day, and she went to these military tactical analogies, and I did not know what she was getting at. Like I, I kind of, I knew what she was talking about, but at the same time, I thought I'd just let her go because I didn't want to interrupt her and make her feel like she wasn't being effective in communication. Well, but. Uh, I, I, she I apparently, Corel looks at sex like a fight. <laughs> well, I suppose that depends on a lot of different factors. Potentially, but some before we get into this, can I get my... some calf? I, 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 I got it. <laughs> this is not a conversation what? I'm ready to have without calf. <sighs> just give me, a, just give me a moment. I'm, I'm right here. The calf is right there. Let me park up. I will sit down and we can chat, or we can go to the snuggle pot if that makes you feel better. Is that what you want? I mean, it's comfortable. It's quite comfortable in there. We can, we could, we could spend the whole day in there. This is Emily. You know me as Isla from the Redemption Podcast, and I'm happy to let you know that I will be the dungeon master for an upcoming very special episode releasing on May 10th. We are taking part of hashtag podcasts of foes to celebrate Morden Kanan's Tome of Foes release. I have an advanced copy. I'm not going to tell you what's in it. You'll just have to listen. And uh, let's go kill some players. Wait, that that means us, guys. Oh, yeah, of course it means us. No, she's going to kill us, no, not our characters. Not the characters. <laughs> Well, <laughs> she's going to kill our... Pl- no, I don't, don't want to play now. I don't want... Yeah, I think... Can we Can we get out of this now? Uh, no, the non-disclosure agreement's already been signed. By you? By you. We're all pretty excited about it. Uh, it's actually a pretty big honor for us to be involved with the, the Wizards' release of this product. Yeah, we're actually one of the few non-D&D podcasts that's going to be involved in it. So don't we're, tell them. Yeah, don't tell don't them. Don't tell Wizards don't of the Coast that we are not, Star a Wars. D&D, not a D&D podcast. They think we are. Don't tell them. Yes. Wait, they do? They included us in, in the list of their D&D, D&D podcasters. podcasters. Well, you know, it's like D&D. We're going to be a D&D show for one episode. That's okay. So join us on May 10th for a very special episode of the Redemption Podcast. Hey, Kendall. Hey, Mike. Have you heard of a Catacon line? I have heard of a Catacon line, but I don't know much about it. What can you tell me? I don't know. I think I'm going to have to refer to Chris. Chris, what do you know about a Catacon line? Well, 
I do know over the weekend of May 18th through the 20th, a bunch of star GMs will be getting together to run games and help raise money for a catacon, which will happen in November. That sounds awesome. Can anyone sign up? Absolutely. Anybody can join in and play games with us. And then at the end of it, if you had a good time, throw us a couple bucks and help us raise money for a catacomb. So wait, it's free? It's free. It's free? It's free. It's free? Yep. All the Game Masters are volunteering their time to run the events. And if you want to donate, you can always do that at the end of the convention. Is there a website or someplace I could go look this up? Uh, yep. Theacatacon.com has all the information for a catacomb line. And when do we start signing up for these games? You can sign up for games. The events go live Sunday, April 29th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Chris, are you running a game? I don't feel like I get to play with you enough. I am running a game on Saturday and Sunday. I'll be running Star Wars both days. And I might even run more if we have enough people that want games run by me. I don't play enough Star Wars. That sounds great. I guess I'll see you guys at a catacomb line. A catacomb line. A catacomb line. This episode of the Redemption Podcast is brought to you by one of our grandest Patreons of all, Chris's mom, Vicky. Thank you so much for supporting us throughout this entire thing. A1, I can read Arabesh. I don't need... Alright, fine. Redemption is played using the Star Wars role-playing game system from Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. If you enjoy Redemption, reach out to us on social media. Facebook and Twitter are at RedemptionPod, and our website is RedemptionPodcast.com. We're also on Instagram at RedemptionPodcast. Please review the show on whatever podcatcher you use. This not only helps people find the podcast, it also really helps the crew feel better about themselves. If you like our crew, you can toss a few credits our way at Patreon.com slash Redemption. 